Welcome to Authentic Moments with Kiva. Listen in as we engage in conversations about a range of topics surrounding diversity, equity, and inclusion. These conversations are meant to educate, inform, and feed curious minds, all part of how Cone Health is right here with you. So I am so thrilled to have Kenneth Remper, Kalisha Winstead, and Rebecca Finn with me today on an episode of Authentic Moments with Kiva. And I am really excited that we're able to talk about how we embrace uniqueness at Cone Health and why we celebrate uniqueness at Cone Health. Um, about, I don't know, six weeks ago, we started a campaign that at Cone Health that said, show us your ink. And the reason we did that is because we know that people express themselves in several different ways. And we thought that would be very interesting and intriguing to hear what people's stories are around their tattoos. And so to date, we have had over 70 plus employees to um, send us their ink and tell us their story. And we made it kind of challenging to say a one word story, right? Something that they could think about that really meant a lot to them. So we did that and then we thought, hey, let's talk about this a little bit more. And let's talk about it from a uniqueness perspective, from a um, I can be my true self perspective, and then from a systems perspective, right? And so how we're looking at this at a systems level. So thank you all again for agreeing to um, to be on this episode with me, and I'm looking forward to just like digging in. So before we get started, I would ask that you would introduce yourself and just tell us about, you know, how long you've been with Cone Health, and then just if you don't mind, tell us one thing that's unique about you. So I'm going to start with Rebecca. Hey, my name is Rebecca Ben. I work at uh, Physician and Provider Recruitment as a coordinator. I have been with Cone for about a year and a half, and I play ice hockey. Oh, okay. Cool. All right, Kalisha? Felicia Winstead. I am the practice administrator for the cancer students at Alamance and Mebbin. I've been with Cone Health for 11 years and I like the extreme coupon. Extreme wow. coupon. Cool. Okay. Great. All right. Kenneth? Hi, Kiva. I am Kenneth Remfer. I'm executive vice president for acute care and also the chief nurse executive for Cone Health. Um, an interesting fact. So this is my second career. Before this, I uh, worked in finance for a major retail organization. So um, found my true passion in nursing. So thank you all for, for sharing that and, and introducing yourself and so people can get to know you a little bit better. Um, first, we're going to talk a little bit about self-expression. And tattoos is definitely a way that people do that. So, um, Rebecca, I, I'm going to start with you because I see all of the ink that you have there, and I am intrigued. So, um, can you please just talk to us a little bit about your relationship with tattoos and um, 
and your why, right? And, 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 and how that represents who you are. Yeah. Um, so for me, I started getting tattooed pretty early, um, obviously. <laughs> um, and I actually, I worked at a tattoo shop for about a year or so. Uh, and I can tell you, I worked in an outpatient surgical facility as well. And uh, one was uh, up to better cleaning standards than the other. And most people are surprised to find out it was the tattoo studio. Wow. 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 Every inch of that room with the uh, with those wipes. <laughs> it was, uh, and then their autoclave and everything. I will tell you that if you know you're going to a reputable place, you can be rest assured that it is absolutely spick and span clean <laughs> but for me it was just it was it evolved for me it, it started out as a form of self-expression um kind of ways that I could mark my journeys in life you know I don't think tattoos all have to have you know super deep meaning some it's just you know I really like the art aspects mm-hmm. and yeah I've gotten to know a lot of people in the industry some that I do consider my personal friends I'm friends with their families um, it's just, it's a really great community. Mm-hmm. So, so Rebecca, let me ask you. So when you were growing up and in your family or in your, your circle or your friends, did you all talk about tattoos at that point or? No, it's really weird. I actually, um, no one in my Family has tattoos. Not a lot of people in my friend circles had tattoos. Um, I'm not really sure how I got to that place. Of that's the way I wanted to go with self-expression. But I was always a very expressive person. I had, you know, had eye glasses, um, mm-hmm. outfits. I know I got most unique in my high school is superlative. <laughs> most people didn't even know my name. So it's just the quiet geek that sat in the back. <laughs> Wow. That I wrote the red hair girl. <laughs> oh. But I think it just, it was, it evolved with my own self-expression. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So Kalisha, let me, let me ask you a question here too. So um, you shared your tattoo mm-hmm. and talk to us a little bit about what you shared and um, tell us your, your story behind your tattoo. So my tattoo was um, to remember and honor my grandmother, Paulette, who passed away in February of 2016 from breast cancer. Um, And during that, my one word was grief, right? And Mm -hmm. so um, during that journey, which continues to this day, because I've learned that it's not, there's not a hard stop. um, I wanted something like the memories, the pictures, I'll always have that, right? Um, but I wanted something to be able to hold on to and have and to see and to look down at no matter where I was, um, just to remember that she was always with me. Um, and what's funny is my grandmother loved angels, absolutely mm-hmm. loved. But more important than that, when we talk about inclusion and representation, she loved brown angels because we were brown. Mm-hmm. And so um, what happened more often than not is if she couldn't find a brown angel, she would paint them brown. Um, and it was funny because when I went to go get it, I told them I want her to be brown. And they were like, well, um, it's brown, so she will be. <laughs> right. Um, but it was just a way for me. It's under my watch. All of my tattoos are hidden. So if you don't know me personally and I've not told you about them, then you don't know about them. Um but it's just 
a way for me. Just I can rub it. I can kiss it. I can look at it and just know that she's always going to be here with me. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So as we think about the workplace, right? And so um, it's okay that I'm going to talk to you about this a little bit around when you first saw the campaign that came out that said, show us your ink. What what was the first thing that came to your mind? First, I thought you would have a lot of takers because I know uh, my frequent interactions with the staff, I see them um, frequently and I find them to be engaging and very interesting. So I knew you would have a great response. I'm interested in learning more about the stories behind them because I think it gives us insight uh, into the people that we work with every day. And um, I, I just, I think it's a remarkable expression. So I'm excited about it. Um, Kalisha and Rebecca, y'all answer that question for me too. When you saw that, what did you think? It's one of those things where you get a chance to showcase, you know, you get a chance to send in that email and say, here's what I have. So I felt like you would get a lot. Um, and I think it adds to that layer of we're right here with you and we want to see them. So Rebecca, when you saw it, what went through your mind? Uh, I'll say, you know, when I first, when I got my pre-boarding email and I was completing everything and it said, welcome to the Cone Health family. I think that that's really what this really kind of is that right here with you, but mm-hmm. you're a family, I want to know about you. I want to know about your story. Exactly. Like the, the Brown Angel, I love that. Like mm-hmm. now I know that about you and I know that yes. she's the face of Brown and she couldn't find them. I love that so much. Yes. Like, that's such a great thing. And it's humanizing. Like right. when I worked at UNCG, um, when I was interacting with students, they actually, I could see them like when they saw me and if I had my tattoos visible that day, they calmed down. Like they, they reacted to me as a human as, instead of as a suit, like, oh, this person's a human. Mm-hmm. This is someone I can talk to who I can be relaxed around. And, and Kiva, the other thing that I thought, and I think this is interesting, I will wager that there are very few healthcare organizations that have been so bold and so committed to who they are as an organization and living up to their values that they would invite people to do that. And I think that's just an expression of how Cone Health is. You know, that's, you know, our three values are are caring for each other, caring for our patients and caring for our communities. And what a beautiful way to exemplify that and to demonstrate that than saying, come be as authentic as possible and tell us about these things that are, are expressing who you are. I love that. So Kenneth, um, when we talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, one of the things we talk about are sustainable efforts, right? And so once you start thinking about sustainability, that moves you to more of a systems approach, right? What are we changing about the systems to ensure that we don't lose that sense of um, inclusivity and, and, and people can be themselves and be who they are. So can you talk to us a little bit about how what approach you took as you started to look at policies or systems and, and say, hey, how can we change this to make sure that it's inclusive, it's mitigating or eliminating bias and, you know, all of those things. So talk to us a little bit about how you've approached that and, and, and put that in action. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, so I, I think one of the things that I realized early on when this became a major focus on my rounding when I first started in the organization and I recognized how important it was to many people who were asking about changing this policy, it, it, 
I saw this as an opportunity to help move us from an organization that was rules driven to one that is values driven, correct? And you know, we started the process. I figured that if that many people have raised that as an issue and have identified that as a mechanism by which they would feel more comfortable and more um, confident in the work that they do, then that was worthy of review. So we did an extensive review of the literature. We looked at the community standards across the country. Um, we recognized during that process, and I'm sure the data point changes based on your, your resource, but at that point, 42% of Americans had some kind of a tattoo. Mm-hmm. And the mechanisms that we required to hide tattoos prior to changing this policy were inconsistent with infectious disease practices mm-hmm. because people were wearing wraps. They were wearing ACE bandages and they were covering them up. And when you're at the bedside, whether you're a nurse or any other clinician, and not, you don't even have to be a clinician, but when you're contacting patients, you have to go back in and you have to change that. So they'd have to bring multiple wraps. It just didn't make sense to me. Um, so through an evaluation of the infectious disease standards and an an evaluation of community standards. We recognize also that in 2018, Mayo Clinic had changed their practice and policy. And not that that's the gold standard, but we knew that we were in good company. And I had reached out to colleagues around the country to say, what are you doing? And and surprisingly, very few had permitted it and had promoted it. Mm. So I think those are some of the the mechanisms that we initiated and put into place to ensure that we had something that was sustainable, that we, you know, we looked at guidelines that were reasonable, that could be, um, I think, uh, implemented across all disciplines and across uh, all roles in the organization. And I think we came up with a a fantastic policy and a, a practice now that has resulted in many, many benefits for us beyond what we would have initially believed, including recruitment and retention. So, you know, because when we think about the employee life cycle, right? So let's let's think about from attraction to exit, right? And think about that as an organization, it's our job to live our values. It's our job to make sure that we are allowing people to be their best selves. Right. And so um, when you think about how you express yourself and um, all of the different ways that you can do that, we're we're all different. Now, for me, I don't have any tattoos because I don't like pain. And for me, it's just I don't like I cannot, I'm like, I, I just cannot sit myself there and, and go through that at all. However, I still have a story. And I can express my story in different ways. And so, um, you know, I um, my son has tattoos, a lot of people I know, but I'm a little chicken. And so I'm not I'm I'm not going to do it. So um, but I I still think that that's an example of we all have a story. How we how we choose to express ourselves is up to us. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't have to leave a part of who we are at home when we come to work. Um, and so we want to encourage that um, as much as we can and make sure that we are we are allowing people to be who they are. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, let's talk a little bit about recruitment, right? Because you're you're in recruitment and you're doing that work. Um, tell me, how how have you noticed that, you know, People are looking at us differently because of some of our policies, because 
Kenneth, you were not only instrumental with the tattoo, you did other policies as well to make sure that we were being inclusive. How has it showed up with, with the work that you do every day? Absolutely. So most of our doctors that we're recruiting are younger and younger. I see those birth dates and I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, the younger generations as well, they are more and more comfortable with tattoos. Mm-hmm. That's something that's much more of a norm. I think if you skew that data for how many adults have tattoos to how many of this younger age bracket have tattoos, it'd be even higher. Um, I know that when we were in office and I was seeing these um, providers face to face, they were excited about my tattoos and that I was showing them. Um, they were like, oh, yeah, I have one, too. And, you know, this is that's important for us to recruit these people, these great talented, like Dr. Rinfer was saying, uh, individuals. That's so important, like that they know that this is something that they can fully express themselves with that they can be human, that they can humanize their care. You know, when you're interacting, I'm, I'm sure with doctors in our in our community that, you know, if I saw that my doctor had tattoos, I'd be like, that's awesome. And he could really, you know, we can relate on that level. That's something like mm-hmm. you want to have that representation too from your community. Right. And I think yeah. that's important. But I know like our doctors there, they're younger and younger. Most of the ways we communicate with them right now are texting. Like that was news to yeah. me. The first job that I've texted a lot of my stuff. <laughs> like, hey, you gotta get that form back to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we have to change with the times, right? And we yeah. have to make sure that we're that we're paying attention to that, mm-hmm. right? And, and and meeting the needs um of of everyone. So, Kalisha, let's talk a little bit because you're you're a patient, um, a practice administrator, right? Mm-hmm. And you're you're dealing with patients um, day in and day out. <laughs> and have have you noticed anything, or have you heard anything about um, patients and their response to people showing their tattoos, or it being an issue, or anything like that? I have not. Um... I recall, as I said, I've been with the organization for 11 years, so started in pharmacy. So when you're in pharmacy and you round a lot um, and then being in IT, you do a lot of rounding, you know, in the hospital or whatever. And so when you think about um, nurses with tattoos and things like that, they're still nurses. And so I recall having a conversation with a coworker and um, her saying, I can be myself. <laughs> I can come to work and I can be myself and I can show and we'll have those conversations. Um, but as far as patients, especially in an oncology, um, I have not heard any complaints um, because a patient, once you develop that relationship, yeah. that relationship is as long as it's solid they're fine. They're completely fine. And then it just adds to the conversation because we spend a lot of time with patients, right? And so that's just one more conversation that you can have during some of those downtimes. But no, no complaints whatsoever. Yeah. And, and Kiva, I would say just to, to support what what Kalisha said, I have myriad stories of patients who've actually connected Right. More with their healthcare providers mm-hmm. because sharing stories and sharing tattoos and asking questions and you know that that first part of the engagement between the healthcare provider and the patient is always tense. 
mm-hmm. if you've got something that is beautiful and visible, and, and what a beautiful way to open conversation. So icebreaker. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's all about relationships, right? right. It's all about connecting with one another, mm-hmm. one person at a time. You know, and, and and that's what it's about. And so I think that at Cone Health, you know, we we are on a journey and we're also committed to action. Mm-hmm. And this this is action. And I'm I'm just thrilled to to be a part of it and to know that I can be myself at work. And so one of the things I, I, I say when I know I can be my true self. I'm more confident, right? And so when you think about all of the different um, positions that that people play, you know, throughout the system, um, I'm sure that if we were to ask them that it would be a, a different, like what they feel, right? So for me, it's confidence. But I want to ask you all, when you can be your true authentic self, just what does that look like for you and feel like? Yes. So if I can show up as my true, authentic Kalisha, or as my mother would say, Felicia, um, <laughs> I'm intentional, right? Because all of that that I've been carrying, I can just kind of let it go and just be me in every spot that I check. is intent. There's intention with it. There's not any um, background. There's not any noise. There's not anything like every past has intention. I think that's, that's, that's how I show up. That's how I show up. Okay. All right, Rebecca, what about you? So being my authentic self is actually one of my biggest values that I hold myself to. I always want to be completely open and honest in everything that I do, my personal and professional life. So this just really helps me to be that honest um, empathetic person that I always want to show up and be. So I, I think by not expending energy, the emotional and the intellectual energy on, on hiding who I am or not sharing who I am, it allows me extraordinary capacity to engage more deeply with our patients, with our staff, um, with our, you know, the coworkers. And it just, it's a more fulfilling experience. It makes coming to work just a joy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there is so, and Kalisha, you both alluded to this. There's not carrying that burden allowed yes. you so much freedom to be more available, more engaged, more intentional. So I have a couple of more questions, and these are my lightning rod questions. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna, and that means you got to be quick, right? So, um, and so each one of you can answer these questions. I only have two, so we'll go around and answer um, these. All right. So, what is the most interesting tattoo you've ever seen? I've seen so many great ones, but then again, I follow so many artists on Instagram or mm-hmm. other social media just because I really, I fully believe that that's how you should really see what an artist is capable of is just to mm-hmm. follow them for a prolonged period of time. There's just, there's so many. I see every day. I'm like, wow. All right. <laughs> it's so much talent. It's just mm-hmm. talent, right? Yes. Yeah. I think the ones that intrigue me the most are the ones where they cover up a scar or like there. Some of those are amazing. Um, Just like, you know, 
a mark or something like that. I think those are the most um, interesting to me. When I was a nurse in an emergency room in Washington, D.C., I had a patient um, who came in um, and he had 48 of the 50 state flags. And his next step was to get my home state, which is South Dakota. Uh, I was I asked why he saved South Dakota. He said, well, he'd never been there. So he every time he visited a state, he would get the state he flag tattooed. Wow. Yeah. Beautifully done, too. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right. So, um, Kenneth, we, I didn't ask you this because do you have a tattoo? I do. I'm the only one in my family that does not. Okay. But I want to get one of, of um, Archange, Archangel uh, Raphael, who's the patron okay. angel okay. saint for nurses. Okay. So, so you're not scared like me, right? I'm not scared. <laughs> All right. So here's the here's um and I and I guess for you all it, the question is this would you rather take a shot of tequila or feel the pain of a needle right so for me I think I just have to take a shot of tequila <laughs> I'm just I don't know is that needle just just pain I just can't think about that so I guess for you all it probably might be the needle I don't know no, I would do both. First one, then the other. <laughs> I will say mine are small, so the pain was lessened um, compared to Rebecca's. You're a rock star. A sleeve is like a dream of mine. It is such a dream. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> maybe one day. But I'm like you, Eva. Um, small has been good. <laughs> I don't know if I can do <laughs> hours. Right. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> so actually the longest I've sat was 12 hours straight. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, to me it's it's odd. The pain is like a rite of passage. Okay. It's like when I weight lift, it's the work you put into it knowing what you're going through to get the result. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the, the whole part of it. So oftentimes I'll even meditate through it just on what I'm getting it for and just life in general. It's just all part of it for me, but maybe I'm a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, I have truly enjoyed the time that we have spent together today. So I, I want to thank you again for being your authentic self, um, giving us of your time, and knowing that it takes all of us to build an inclusive culture and a workplace that the culture is inclusive and we all feel as though we belong. So I thank you for everything that you are doing and will continue to do to help us to make sure that our organization is inclusive and that people are just ready and waiting and we can't house the many people that want to come and work for Cone Health. Because of so I, um, I thank you so much and let's just stay on the journey and let's continue to, to spread the greatness of, of Cone Health. Thank you for listening to Authentic Moments with Kiva. Diversity, equity, and inclusion is our way of being. We embrace and celebrate uniqueness. We are courageously curious and we cultivate connections one person at a time.